Hi, I'm Tim Harrison. I'm the Managing Director of Ionic Rare Earths. Uh, we're developing a project in Uganda, um, an ionic absorption clay rich in magnet and heavy rare earths, and looking at taking that product downstream into uh, Western markets. Western markets, they'll be glad to hear that. How are you, mate? Very good, Matt. You so, okay, this is a, we're in Daba one-to-one, lots of people meeting. In fact, I think Benchmark are here as well on the lithium side. Lots of people getting super excited about Africa, including our dear friends in the US. You've, you've been having some interesting conversations, haven't you? Uh, yeah, we've a lot of engagement there. Um, that's really looking very promising. Um, I think they're excited about the, the opportunity to get access to magnet and heavy rare earths, um, you know, proven ionic absorption clay product, um, and get those those elements into the supply chain in the US. The Europeans are also very keen as well. So uh, yeah, there's a bit of discussion happening uh, in Europe as well. well. See, that's the interesting bit, right? You said proven. So we're not having a conversation about technically about is this possible, how does it work, and what is it. You're having conversations which are a bit more commercial leading, uh, leaning. You're about to submit the feasibility study. How's that going? Yeah, it's good. So we're getting very, very close. We've been waiting for the Ugandan government to finalise their uh, submission portal right. um, on recent changes to the Mining Act. So uh, we expect that by the end of this week um, we'll be ready to, to upload those documents. Yeah, and we still got to complete an ore reserve estimate um, and get that out to the market, and then we'll, we'll be in a position to, to release our, our study to the market and, uh, and talk about the project uh, economics at that point in time. Okay, I want to, and I want to come to that. So, um, so the Uganda government is going to be ready to receive if you're ready to submit on the, with the feasibility study, right? Yeah, we've already been um, working with the, the Ugandan government since the start of September okay. on the mining lease application. Um, so we've provided them with initial documentation so that they can start getting their head around you know, the, the, the way in which we envisage developing Makutu, mm -hmm. uh, getting into production um, and, and potentially scaling up substantially in time. Okay, so I just want to be clear. I want to know, will you be submitting next week? If it's ready at the end of this week, will you be submitting next week? Because you, there's a few things that need to kind of go in at the same time. Are you yep. ready? Yes. Oh, All wow. the documents okay. are lined up and ready to go. So. Okay. Uh, we're just, we're, we're, we're just waiting. We're, we're being a, um, a partner in the process and, uh, and working closely with the Ugandan government on that. Okay, so They've been very, very supportive uh, through social media as well, I think. Um, and I think that gives an indication of uh, the relationship that we've got with the Ugandan government. And um, I mean, recently we, we renewed a, a retention license that was renewed within eight days. Um, so there's a lot of support there. Right. Okay. So, okay, you, you're you're ready to go. So, you must have some sense of the what the economics are looking at, or a firmer sense of what the economics look like. When are you going to be positioned? That's going to share that with the market or explain those more. Look, hopefully, when we're not very far away from being able to do that, I'm waiting on competent people um, to to finalise all the documentation for the ore reserve estimate and the project team to to right. get that um, closed out and submitted to the board. Um, hopefully, that's not very far away either. Okay, so feasibility study process in terms of approvals is how long? It's not going to be eight days. No, no, no. I, I think for the mining lease application, the mining license application, we're expecting we'll have that by the end of March. Okay. That's the dialogue that we've had with the Ugandan government. Okay, okay. And at that point, are you done and hosed? Is that it? No more licenses, permits required? Well, we're working through a mineral development agreement now okay. with the Ugandan government as well, which will set the fiscal terms for the project. What does that mean? Uh, so potentially there's, a, there's a, a, an option uh, for the government to have a free carry or uh, an interest up to 15%. Why wouldn't they um, if it's free? Well, 
you know, everything's negotiable, and that's what the, the Ugandan government has spoken to us about. They want to build a mining industry. They want to attract in international investment. Right. Um, they want to be, um, you know, raise the profile of Uganda being open for, for exploration and mining. Um, I think there's a, a mechanism here where we can be partners in promoting Uganda um, through a, a fair uh, mineral development agreement that makes sure that there's enough uh, benefit for both groups moving forward. Right, okay. So we, we've talked we talked technically in the past about you know what, what it is and how it works. Um, you've obviously got to then build the facilities on site and as a relatively nascent industry, so you can in terms of being able to want access the capital, i.e. people looking to Uganda going, is that an investable country? How are those conversations going? Um, I would say we've certainly spoken with a number of groups now who are becoming more comfortable with Uganda, more comfortable with Africa. Um, so I think we're, we're going to be in a position where I don't think financing this project is going to be an issue. Mm -hmm. um, it's more around mapping out where the product is going to go. Mm. Um, where that product is going to go is potentially going to open up uh, other uh, opportunities to, to, to fund Makutu um, and also work on the supply chain. Okay, uh, we, you, you referenced it at the beginning, we talked about it at the beginning, and uh, we've seen it ourselves. There's a big contingent from the US here. Reros is meaningfully, meaningfully part of the dialogue in terms of critical uh, minerals at the, at the moment. So are you, are you sensing that you're looking to push product into the US because that's where the biggest pockets lie of capital, right? Or are we, because you're, you know, you're in, is it Northern Ireland you're in? For, for uh, the magnet re recycling? recycling. Yep. That's Northern Ireland, Belfast, right? Yeah. Um, it seem, you ever seem slightly behind the curve at the moment, or is that, or is that do you feel that's not the case? Um, in terms of capital, I think uh, uh, publicly, yeah. maybe, but I think, you know, they, they did release a, a package uh, last week, I think it was, you know, 390 odd billion euro, um, which uh, I, I think that, that, that Europe will come um, with a lot of activity through this year. Okay. Um, we're, we're in discussions with, with obviously the US and, and European groups on how we can help um, get our product into the market. But in order to get the product into the market, there has to be somebody who can process it. Yeah. And that's where these discussions are now at, is, is how, do we, um, how do we refine, separate and refine a Mikutu basket because mm -hmm. it's got a basket of elements there yeah. that there has, there's not the refinery capacity existing today to be able to separate it in Europe or the US. Right. So we have to work with a, with a partner um, <coughs> on, on helping them build that capacity. Um, and, and, you know, I think there's a, a big opportunity there for us. Isn't that, isn't that a harder path for you? Because the you know, Chinese have got it all covered, right? Lights, heavies. Done. Yep. Right, and and the and the technical know know how how to do so, and it would seem like well, let's just fit into the market. In fact, for some of our earlier conversations, said well, that's probably the likely route. But Europe and US are now sort of clamouring for this stuff. Could that hold you back? Um, I think there's mechanisms there where we can work on the timeline that we're working to mm -hmm. with groups in both the US or Europe mm -hmm. to build that capacity. Okay. The reason I ask is because we, you know, we had conversations with bankers out of the US saying, if there's any component invest that has a dependency on China, we're out. 
Okay, so you've got to make conscious decisions about where you go. So I'm saying one's an easy path, known path, and the other is slightly more complicated, but probably might be better for you in the long run. And I think greater upside. You're right. And, and we've, we've, we've got a, a long life asset at Makutu. We're not thinking short term. Yeah. This is long term upside. This is positioning ourselves for the, to benefit from being a participant in those new um, traceable, secure supply chains mm -hmm. into Western markets. Okay, okay. Talk to me about Belfast, we just referenced it, Belfast. Is that still, where is that in terms of priority list? Because it, it, it's, it's small, it's, it's, it's great technology, yep. but it's small and yes, it kind of announces you on the stage in terms of Europe, but it, it's hardly the revenue spinner and maybe it's a distraction. And how are you feeling about it? Um, I wouldn't say it's a distraction. I think it's, it's a potential unlock. Um, I think the, the recycling of magnets is, is overlooked. Um, I think when you look at the production of magnets, and there's going to be more magnets made, when a magnet is made, not all of the material, the inputs, actually end up as a magnet. A lot of it ends up as waste. That material gets recycled. Um, at the moment, 40% of the world's current magnet rare earth supply chain is recycling. Um, so I think there's a big opportunity there. I think there's an opportunity for us to look at scaled up facilities across maybe the US and Europe, where we can start to make the oxides and work in partnership with metal makers and alloy makers um, to make the, the, the magnets to go into the motors to help show EV companies how we can build a supply chain together. So I think it's a, it's a, it's a way for us to start participating in the supply chain at smaller scale working with, with partners in metal making and alloy making um, where we can develop the IP and the transparency on the costs, which is what effectively the EV okay. companies want to, to understand how they're going to build their supply chains. Okay, okay. And then at some point in the, in the future, as you say, oh, by the way, we've also got this thing over Well, this here. is the, yeah, this yeah. Is, Makuta is the long life. Yeah, right. But you've got to help to build that supply chain. And I think the recycling is a mechanism for us to unlock it. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell, tell me about then about how people do. You get a sense of what Makuta could be because you're going to need to build build a bit of facil a few facilities for them to be able to process it uh, as much as you need to at your end to be able to then give bulk samples to various people to say, well, this is how we do it, maybe. Or do you just pick one partner and say, right, it's there, it's massive, but you need to get your kind of capital. Uh, together to kind of build out what you need uh, and we'll work with you on that one and hopefully do it within a timeline which kind of matches up with ours. How has that conversation evolved? There's several, several discussions um, underway at the moment. Right. Across all of that. A bit, bit early, right? It's early at the um, moment. I think we're, we're, we're working towards a, a bit of a, a very common vision. Yeah. Right. So I think um, we, we do understand there are groups now that could help us to process our product when okay. we start with Makutu a balance initially. sheet that matches the potential of the size of the project that you've got because they say it's, it's huge. Well, they get the balance they're, sheet? They're, big, they're big, big companies. Big companies, okay. Any, no clues. Poker face. <laughs> well, it's too early to, too to early. say, okay. but um, you know, I'd love to be able to, to yeah. 
Okay, you're talking to the right people, you make a choice. So how much does that process drag on for? Because like, if I'm a shareholder, I'm looking, looking at, yeah, I make my money when, you, when, well, when I sell your shares, if they've gone up, right? That's, I'm interested in what are, the, what are the moments, the drivers this year in 2023. Everyone at the conferences are super pumped. Not surprised because 2022 was, was brutal for everyone, yep. right? Brutal. So there's, from a low base, people are expecting some sort of reaction from the marketplace that, you know, we're expecting a soft landing in the economy. You know, recession is not a word we you hear so much, inflation coming down. So it was all the right narratives are out there, but you've got to take advantage of that. So this year, you're going to be, what are the things that you're going to do or be able to announce which will deliver on that kind of growth story again? So I think the, the big one for us is going to be the mining licence. For sure. Mining licence at Makutu. Mm -hmm. um, we are in discussions with our partners in, in Renzori about potentially increasing our ownership. Okay. Um, Why? Uh, because I think some of our strategic partners downstream um, in the US would like um, for us to, to mop up 100% of the asset. Okay. Um, and and I think that that's going to be an important thing. Now, we'll, we're in discussions with, with our partners now. I think there's a common vision. Mm -hmm. There's alignment um, on where we want to go. So hopefully we're, we're able to do something soon. Um, I think the magnet recycling... Uh, the demo plant in uh, in Belfast this year okay. is going to be a, 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 a catalyst for us to start making oxides to be able to start putting that into Okay, so the I shouldn't chains. ignore that. It, no, that's that's it's got the, purpose. That, 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 exactly, that is uh, that's an unlock. I think okay. there's a, there's a lot of opportunity there for us in helping to to build out that supply chain, um, and I think as we move further downstream, um, we put a bit more colour around what that looks like. Um, hopefully, we're in a position where we can talk publicly about you know, our strategies for the US. Well, I think for me, that's the kind of key here, is, is trying to understand the, the opportunity in the US or, or Europe, wherever, but it's, 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 it's contracts or JVs or strategic partnerships or access to capital yep. to, to, to really kind of scale this thing up. You know, talking about a big project and delivering a big project, two different things, right? So. Uh, that this year is, it, I suspect, what people want to see from you, and it's definitely what I'd like to see from you. Um, it, but it, those things, I also appreciate those things take time. So where do you think you are in terms of that kind of step change moment? Okay, so I think, you know, we're going to put out economics on the project. Right. Um, and we'll be able to talk about where we see the project and, and the funding. But on but the, on the economics, right, you've already, we've already put out economics on the, on, on the project. It's like... How different do you think that needs to be to get a noticeable change or get an inflection point in terms of perception of your value? Um, I think once we can identify and, and speak publicly about our strategies of going downstream, mm -hmm. I think that, cha that everything changes there. Okay. I think that that's because you know, not all rare, rare earth projects are created equal. For right? sure. Some of them have a greater strategic need in the basket of elements they produce. And we're talking about between what difference between lights and heavies? Very much so. Okay. You know, I mean, lights Remind are people excessively. In, there's there's no shortage of light rare earth projects out there. Yeah. What they there is not an abundance of is heavy rare earth projects. It's a very short list. Um, I think recently we saw, um, you know, one of our peer projects in Brazil mm -hmm. uh, received a 150 million dollar investment from uh, from Vision Blue and um, EMG. Um, so I think that's a, it's an indication of how important ionic absorption clay deposits are. Um, there are not many of these proven assets around. 
bad are you as a, a company, uh, you as a CEO, say something like Vision Blue, we're real, okay? There's a lot of chat in the market, I say, not everyone's gonna, gonna get, be able to move things along. How do you say, trust us, we're real, we've got, we've, we've got the heavies, high margin stuff here, and we've technically cracked the code here, and we have inserted ourselves into the ecosystem of companies that will get into production, will have some economic reality to it. What do they need to hear from you? Um, I, I think it's, you've got to make the product. You've got to, you know, we're going to build a demo plant here at, at Makutu. Yeah. We're going to make... Remind us of the timing. Uh, we're planning on having that operating uh, for the rest of this year, producing okay. product so that we can start placing that with, with groups. Okay. Um, on our downstream. Are you funded for that? Uh, we've got money in the bank. We've got 20 million uh, in okay. the bank as of the end of... Is that enough to get product in people's hands? That'll do a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, of the heavy lifting on, uh, on that demonstration plant. Is that, is that mostly? I'm, I'm trying to get a straight answer. Well, here. look... Is that enough to get product into people's hands or will you need to raise more money? That's enough to get product into people's hands. Perfect. Good. Because they can make decisions at that point. Commercial decisions, economic decisions involving dollars. Well, that's, that's right. That's what you want, right? And I think the other thing will, is that through the, the, the course of this year, we'll be producing oxides in Belfast. With those oxides, we can start to, to, to work with, with metal makers, alloy makers, magnet makers yeah. on demonstrating ex-China supply. And it's not just NDPR. We're talking DYTB. Okay. Uh, DYTB is the, the two elements that, that really are, are going to be extremely hard to find by the end of this decade for the ex-China supply chains. The use, the use uh, dysprosium and terbium. Mm. They're uh, magnet rare earths um, used in the production of magnets that operate at high temperatures. So if there's no DYTB, um, the, the magnet will start to demagnetise it at a much lower temperature, mm. which means that the motors, um, the wind turbines, can't operate at the temperatures required to drive the efficiency. So you see what happens then, don't we? Well, <laughs> you just drive along and that's it. It stops. Yeah. Um, and big market for that, you think, or growing market for that? Um, I think we saw some recent numbers from a forecast from, from Adamus that sort of suggested by 2035, uh, the market for, for, for NDPR had to basically replicate the existing market for China now. Yeah. Uh, but the market for DYTB, have, we effectively need five Chinas. Mm. That's a lot of Chinas. Right, so there, there, there's a lot of that's 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 a lot of production. Yeah, in a very very hard, um, you know, heavy rare earths are very hard to find in a short space of time. Yep, yeah, that's in, interesting times ahead. Well, there, there's, there's the challenge for you uh, this year. It, you know, you've got a lot to communicate this year. So there's a lot of news flow. You've got to make it important news flow rather than just kind of filling filling the space. So it sounds like uh, you've got a few things lined up. I'm, I'm excited for you. No, well, look, it's, it's yeah. not boring. No. No. No, it's, it, it's, it's, it's kind of rarefied out to be able to be, you know, because it's like, there's, as I say, not all companies are created equal. Lots of, of new entrants into the space with not necessarily people who've ever done it before, but talking a good game. And even some of the, some of the advanced plays are starting to perhaps struggle a, li a little bit to get, get over the line. So it'll be interesting to see how the total market for Aureros evolves in terms of supply. Um, ex-China uh, this year for sure. But look, appreciate your time, man. Thanks, Good man. luck and good luck with your conversations in, uh, at the conference. Thank you.